the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The second reading is from Acts chapter 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To them he presented himself alive after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, He was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, I have a theory about mankind, and that theory goes something like this. We do not like looking up. Yes, we do not like looking up, because when we look up, we realize just how small we are. For example, a person going to that Big Apple, New York City, We'll look up at all those tall buildings and many times get dizzy and feel small. And some people have even reported getting a shortness of breath when looking up at a tall skyscraper. Another example would be this, looking upon a clear night towards the stars, the vast stars above us, can be overwhelming. A person named Corey once said this, I am utterly speechless when I stop And look up at the night sky. The cosmos, the world, everything above me has to be the most majestic thing I have ever seen. I feel so small and I feel so helpless when I gaze into the universe above me. And so, I believe in this theory that most people are much more comfortable keeping their heads down. We feel better when we can see and touch and feel things below us, below our height. That is right, when we cannot reach something above ourselves, or when there's something mightier above us, well, it gets uncomfortable, and we become overwhelmed. This may be the reason why we keep our heads down so much of the time. Indeed, if our heads are down, if our eyes are lowered, we like to think that we're in control of everything beneath us, And the world seems smaller. 
However, when we lift up that chin and we look upward, we become smaller and the world becomes bigger. Now, why do I mention this this morning? I mention this because today's reading from the book of Acts, as well as the gospel of Mark, they cause us to look upward, to look up, not down. Yes, in our reading from the book of Acts, we hear about the ascension of Jesus, which causes us to lift up those chins, to lift up our eyes and look towards the heavens. You see, in the story of the ascension, we hear about Jesus being lifted up out of the sight of the disciples some 40 days after his resurrection from the dead. That is right. Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father. He was lifted up. A a cloud took him out of the sight of the disciples to heaven. As can be imagined, while those disciples, they gazed up to heaven. Yes, they gazed Their eyes stretched as far as they could to see, without moving or flinching, just gazing into the heavens above. So, is this the meaning and the purpose of the Lord's ascension for us? Is it for us to simply lift up our chins and gaze into the heavens like the disciples did some 2,000 years ago? Now, dear friends, we must keep in mind That the story of the ascension does not necessarily mean that Jesus is somewhere above us in outer space. In other words, we must take note right now and today, especially in in the context of this ascension service, that when Jesus ascended upward, it does not mean that heaven is located in space somewhere. We cannot take a spaceship to heaven. Heaven is not a physical destination located next to Jupiter or Saturn. One cannot simply take exit 13 at the fourth moon of Saturn to get to heaven. It does not work this way. Heaven, though, is indeed, it is indeed a real place, but not a place within our time and space. But rather, heaven is beyond our time and space. So, if heaven is not physically located in outer space, why did Jesus ascend the way that he did? Why was he lifted up instead of vanishing in a puff of smoke right before the eyes of those disciples? You see, dear friends, even though God's kingdom of heaven is not somewhere above us in outer space, it is actually still above us. You see, when Jesus ascended into heaven, when he was lifted up, this was intended to show and to remind us of his kingdom's immenseness and majesty and power. The ascension of Jesus to the right hand of the Father, to the right hand of power, was to show that Jesus resumed his full divine qualities. It was to show that the time of Jesus' humiliation was over. No more suffering for Jesus. No more dying. No more agonizing cross. For Jesus had risen from the dead. Instead, Jesus, instead of Jesus suffering, he reigns alive with a fully resurrected body as the all-present Savior who can intervene anywhere and anytime with his saving presence. So this leads to a good question this morning for us to ponder. Is it wrong to look up to the Lord when we pray? 
Is it wrong to gaze upward when we think of heaven? Is it wrong to lift up our chin to have our eyes cast upward when thinking of the heavenly things? No, it is not. It is actually quite natural to look up. For that is the direction that Jesus went when he ascended. Keep in mind, though, it is naive. Yes, it is only naive to make heaven into a physical place a physical location on a space map, or to believe that we can get to heaven with a GPS and enough rocket fuel. So, when we lift up our heads towards Jesus in heaven, or when we think of heaven above us, we are affirming that Jesus ascended far above all of creation to the right hand of the Father. Yes, when we lift up our heads, we recognize that Jesus is greater than us. Yes, indeed, greater than us. We realize that he is more powerful than us when we recognize the ascension this day. We know that he is big and that we are small. We understand that he leads his church. We understand that he is over all of creation. So, dear friends, when we look up, we should indeed, yes, we should indeed feel small, We should feel small and tiny and insignificant. We are nothing compared to a 110-story skyscraper. We are insignificant compared to the millions of stars over our heads. And we are especially small compared to the Lord Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. But this, this should not discourage us. We should not become dizzy or weak or fearful when we look above us to the Lord Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Indeed, the fact that we are small and that the Lord is big is actually good. Think of it this way. Isn't it good that Jesus is above every created thing? I mean, think about it like this. What kind of God would Jesus be if he didn't rise from the dead? He would actually be a dead God. And what kind of king would Jesus be if he was not above the powers and the kingdoms of this world? He would be a no-name average king. What if heaven was a flimsy kingdom that could give way at the smallest outbreak of war? Well, we probably wouldn't call it the kingdom of heaven, and it wouldn't be a kingdom itself. What if Jesus couldn't have ascended to heaven and was somehow stuck here on earth? Well, we would probably try to seize Jesus, as many did before us, and try to make him do what we want him to do instead of what we need him to do for us. So, dear baptized saints, the fact of the matter is this. All the kingdoms of this world, they will rise and they will fall. Kings will come to greatness only to be stung by death and buried six feet under. Buildings will rise to scrape the sky and then be demolished by great earthquakes. Even the sun and the star and the galaxies have limited time, with stars continually burning up and losing their twinkle. But Jesus, Jesus, he is not like other kings. He has ascended higher than any other king has ever ascended. And the kingdom of heaven, well, it is like this. The kingdom will last forever because it is not of this world. And so, the ascension of Jesus to heaven is not an end to the ministry of Jesus, but a display of of Jesus' power, a display of his authority, a display of his majesty. His ascension shows us that he is above all. 
His throne is above us, which is why we can lift up our heads with confidence this day. Jesus and the kingdom of heaven are not like us and not like this world. They are free from the limitations and the sins of this world. Yes, Jesus is alive this day. We celebrate that. We confess that this day. He is alive this day at the right hand of the Father, where he will come again one day soon, just as he left. Yes, Jesus will come again visibly, and he will come with great glory, just as the disciples watched him go into the ascension. He will come again because he is not too big to not care for you and for me. Yes, even though Jesus ascended into heaven, he has a promise, he has promised that he will come again for you. He will not come in a secret to rapture just a few of you, but he will come suddenly, visibly, with great glory. He will come again with great glory to call you into eternal life. And you, whether you are alive or sleep in that grave, you will hear his voice and you will find yourself before the Lord who has ascended to heaven and came back especially to bring you into the new heaven and the new earth. Until that day comes, though, we can rest this day with assurance that we're never alone. We can lift up our chins, lift up our eyes. We can know that Christ our Lord, true God and true man, is always with us. We can know that we have his forgiveness, his love, his comfort, his strength in the word and sacraments and through the Holy Spirit. So blessed baptized saints, today we know that the world will do all it can to separate us from him. The world will discourage us. It will attack us. It will persecute us. Jesus himself warned us by saying this, in this world you will have tribulation. Nevertheless, this Ascension Sunday, we know and we hear from Jesus to take heart because he has overcome the world. He has ascended to the right hand of the Father where he reigns victorious and where he will come someday for us to take us home to everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.